folks. Uh, welcome back to episode two of the DISI podcast. I'm your host, Ross Carroll. Um, we'll be looking at the intersection of do-it-yourself culture, the maker movement, and science. Um, so the last time, I pretty much just went on a little rant about Arduino. Um, today, I'm going to follow suit again with another rant about Arduino, why I love Arduino so much, and ultimately why I think it's such an important or really impactful technology um, for not only scientists, but uh, educators, artists, you name it. All right. Um, the last time we talked about what is Arduino, I kind of went into a bit of a discussion about uh, some of the nuts and bolts of it. It's essentially a microcontroller. All right, a tiny little electronic device. The Arduino itself really is the interface that we humans use. So it is a circuit board, lots of components on it that ultimately act to make it convenient for us. All right, so I can plug in a USB cord and program the thing, power it over USB. I can plug in extra devices interface with this tiny little electronic brain. Alright, so there I talked a bit more about the what, the substance of it. We'll of course return to that because I want to talk about Arduino quite a lot. Um, again, if you recall from last time, when I say Arduino, very much a catch-all term for microcontrollers. So it's electronic devices that we can program to do stuff. All right. So they read sensor values, if you will, and they can control stuff like motors, all right? relays. They can turn something on and off, if you will. Um, so as we go along, you'll notice there's tons of examples out there of what you could do with this Arduino. Uh, last time I talked about tweeting potholes. I think that's particularly useful example there. Um, I'm especially interested in uh, how these technologies might affect us in the scientific world. Um, so of course that's anything from just making simple temperature measurements to um, I guess in one case putting Arduinos on a high altitude balloon and taking um, radiation measurements as a function of altitude. So there's any number of fun things we can do with What I want to focus on today is why Arduino. Um, in a sense, I've kind of answered that question already, but I want to focus on that a bit more today. Um, why Arduino? Well, perhaps my best answer there is because it is so powerful. Say the Arduino microcontroller is powerful. Well, it is a general purpose device that lets us programmatically react or act, if you will. Um, so, what do I mean by that? Well, this microcontroller can take sensor readings, whether it's a digital sensor or an analog sensor, if you will. Um, and can act based on that. So essentially, I can program it. I can do a very quick program that, for instance, um, let's say my input 
or a distant sensor. So a simple little device. Maybe it uh, makes ultrasonic pulses, so essentially chirps outside of our audible frequency and listens to reflections from that. So basically acts as an echolocator. Alright, so if that's my input, well, the type of data that this would send out essentially is how far away something is. Alright, so we've got this little digital circuit that's going to take those readings and it's going to interpret that. It's going to spit out a number to that Arduino. Alright, um, as far as we're concerned, we can interact with that number. Um, we can display it on a computer monitor. We can display it on a little graphic LED. Or we can simply take that number and act based upon it. What do I mean by act here? Well, let's just say for instance we set up a little program where we're constantly polling the distance measurement off of the sensor. Well, let's just say I don't want something to get too close to my sensor. So I could program a simple conditional loop where it's constantly checking that value, getting a number, and comparing it to something else. Alright, so if that value gets under a certain level, so if something gets too close, well then I'd like it to act. Um, let's say, for instance, as soon as that condition is met, well, maybe I turn on a light. So I take one of the digital pins on that Arduino, and I tell it to go from low to high, to turn that switch on. Alright, and I could physically light up a switch. I have some sort of have some sort of indication there. Alright, um, I could likewise use that same condition, the response to that particular condition, and I can turn on a, uh, a buzzer, for instance. I can make noise. I could, ultimately, with enough effort, I could have the thing send an email to me. Alright, there's any number of ways that I can act based on that condition. Alright. And hopefully you note know there's any number of different sensors I can put there. I don't just have to have this distant sensor. It could be a light sensor, for instance. Geiger counter. You name it. In this particular example, where might that be useful? Um, well, you can imagine um, maybe I have a problem where I keep just not parking right in my garage. Well be nice if I had an actual distance measurement to tell me where I'm at in my garage. Well, that simple little Arduino-based circuit I just described where you measure a distance and then turn on lights or sirens based on those readings, that is a parking assistant, essentially. A simple device, probably, well, you could probably get it done 30, 40 bucks or so with a kit, you have a simple little device sitting in your garage, constantly making the sensor reading, and react accordingly. Alright, so this is a little device that could potentially have a big impact on our lives. Alright, this little nuisance, if you will, parking in a garage. With this simple technology, I guess in principle could save you a little bit of time. That increases your quality of life, and you have all that uh, good stuff.
as a result. Alright. Note this is just one of many possible examples we could come up with. Alright. This is a uh, particularly useful one if you're constantly finding yourself stuck in a uh, garage setting. We could likewise make this um, purely scientific, i.e. the sensor readings are what we actually want to log and analyze later on, use this as a tool to investigate physical properties of things. All right. You can put these devices on balloons, let them fly out through the atmosphere, put them underwater, you name it. All right. um, hopefully what y'all are kind of getting out of this discussion is uh, by having these general purpose devices, this simply becomes a new tool in our arsenal. Right? We are inquisitive creatures, we humans. By having these Arduinos, and particularly an open source microelectronics platform, there we can share all this functionality and ultimately improve our, our lives. All right, not just at the personal level, we can use this stuff to help out pretty much everybody. All right, so this is not simply a technology that is limited to a small number of humans, but rather it's becoming more and more available throughout the world. All right, there's any number of uh, simple solutions that this Arduino can provide or potentially very complicated stuff out there. Um, what's a complicated use of an Arduino? Well, probably not a parking assistant for your garage. A, uh, I guess a growing trend in technology these days is the, uh, I guess a growing trend in technology these days is the desktop 3D printer. Um, if you have a desktop 3D printer, chances are what's controlling that is a basically an Arduino. All right. The nice thing about having this open source um, technological platform, if you will, um, early on in the days of desktop 3D printing, um, that happened to coincide with the early days of Arduino. Um, in particular, this Arduino microcontroller very useful in taking sensor readings like from um, thermistors or thermometers of sorts. They can control motors. Uh, well, that's basically the nuts and bolts of what you need to control a 3D printer. You need an electronic device that can move multiple axes. So you want to be able to move a tool along three axes. So you need at least three motor controllers there. You need to control that material getting pushed out through the tool head itself. Again, it's basically a uh, robotic hot glue gun. So you have an extra motor that's going to push your raw plastic out through the little nozzle. And beyond that, you need to measure the temperature of your nozzle and control that. Um, and in a nutshell, what you have there, presuming you have the structure for this electronics, you have yourself a desktop 3D printer. All right. This is a ridiculously useful tool. Um, just about anyone 
has open access to. Um, and having this Arduino backbone has really helped this field flourish, I think. Um, so, so a good example of where this open source um, well, movement, mentality, whatever you want to call it there, um, can benefit us. Um, an example, we go back to this parking attendant um, circuit. So at its core, we have an Arduino Uno. Itself is an open source project that's gone through quite a lot of development. Um, critical part there really is revision. Coming up with something, testing it, well, if it doesn't work out perfect, you modify it, you make another one, right? So you iterate through numerous revisions. That's one way that we can improve there. But with this open source mentality, we can essentially stand on the shoulders of giants, right? Going back to the, the old Isaac Newton quote, uh, we see far because we stand on the shoulders of giants. Well, that's kind of a, a critical piece of being open source. All right, so you share freely. You can make use of all the stuff that's been shared. And if you come up with something new, well, you throw it back to the community. All right, so we can accelerate in our advancement there. Um, I guess a good example, again, going back to the parking attendant circuit, um, the little sensor that's used to detect the distance from this parking attendant circuit to a car, um, it's not so straightforward. All right, it's basically this little element that clicks, uh, makes sound, but that's outside of what we can hear. All right, so it can produce this ultrasound. It can measure what comes back and essentially use echolocation to determine a distance. All right, that's a reasonably complicated process. Again, that's not something that your average person with a basic Arduino kit is going to be able to fabricate, let alone program the Arduino to deal with this. All right. So that's where the libraries come into play. Alright, so nice thing about the Arduino environment, I can basically, since I know what model this uh, device is, I can look up what that model is, um, either through the Arduino or through the manufacturer themselves, and download a library. So I can uh, very easily go to the library manager within the Arduino programming environment. I can select what rangefinder I'm using. And essentially, I'm presented with a whole suite of uh, functions that I can then call. Right? So instead of having to go through, at the most basic level, telling this device when to make the click sounds, when to read those click sounds, how to essentially use the time of transit, the time those clicks left and came back. That's ultimately going to tell us how far it went there and back. All that complicated stuff I can have handled by this library. So since it's open source, that's something that I can, with a few mouse clicks, integrate into my project. And so 
at the user's level, you don't have to go through and say, make this click pattern, um, yada, yada, yada. All you really need to say is, make a measurement, all right? Tell me the state of this particular sensor. So with a simple command within your code, that acts essentially to activate this library. Somebody put a lot of effort into converting this higher level stuff, like, hey, give me your sensor reading, to the nuts and bolts of what it needs to physically perform that measurement. Right? With any given device that you're going to integrate with an Arduino project, you're going to want a library. All right? and that's really where a lot of the uh, the power from this comes as far as democratizing technology, getting it into as many people's hands as possible and enabling them to do awesome stuff. Well, these are the shoulders of giants we stand on, right? So all the little libraries that whenever you get into the Arduino environment will make your life a lot easier. Um, that really is what we're using to repeatedly advance this field, all right? So not only was that useful, for instance, um, in keeping me from parking incorrectly in a garage, I've already mentioned that basic structure, which is general purpose by nature, we can apply across the board, all right? So I might find some use for that in my scientific research, or, at minimum, simply working through these example projects here builds my competency with the nuts and bolts of microelectronics. Alright, so maybe the project I do, I learn a whole lot about programming for doing some random little thing around the house, but as a result, I can ultimately be better prepared for doing more advanced stuff, say at a university research lab. Another example of uh, what you could do with this Arduino microcontroller and uh, ultimately tying back to this episode's main theme of why Arduino, I like to give um, I like to give the tale of a class that I taught with a uh, art professor. All right. so. I spend most of my classes teaching physics, uh, where oftentimes the scary professor, hey, you want to take physics? Oh, no, no, that's, that's frightening to me. Um, we are nightmares who usually sleep pretty well, as I like to say. Um, so I had this class a few years ago. Um, myself and a professor of art, Mr. Joe Ford, got together and taught a special topics, an honors special topics course, so we called it Steampunks. Their steam being STEM, science, technology, engineering, mathematics, plus art. So we come up with that moniker, STEAM. So Steampunks, which its subtitle was Robots, Rivets, and Revolution, was basically an interdisciplinary course. We had students from across the board who were honors college students. Um, we basically spent half of the semester teaching them introductory Arduino. Um, 
just in general, making the circuits, programming the circuits, etc. Um, and they ultimately had a project to make use of these new skills. Right, so it was fairly open what they could do. It could be more on the sciencey end. It could be more on the art end. You name it. Um, but we had an artist and a physicist come together and essentially teach this general purpose uh, programming and physical computing. Right. So to basically illustrate the power of Arduino as a, a tool to quickly solve problems in your life um, or get, get you interested in it, whatever the case, we basically asked the class um, to make up a project for us. So we wanted to solve some project on the spot, day one or in two lecture series, if you will. So we started asking the class, uh, after giving a sort of general overview of what Arduino may be, we started polling them, well, what could we do around here? All right, so we very quickly came up with an idea. Well, why don't we have a little circuit that can detect whether or not the lights are on? If the lights are off, well, then I want to turn the projector on. All right, so that's useful within the class where all I would have to do is... Uh, turn the lights off, and then the projector would uh, come on. Seems fairly useful, right? So within the span of one course, we basically came up with a program and most of a circuit to make use of this. All right, the next class period comes along. We wrapped everything up and very quickly had this simple little device, a little servo with a uh, flap on it that was blocking a computer projector. We had an Arduino Uno that had a light sensor, so similar to the, uh, the motion range sensor I keep talking about today. Here, its value is going to vary according to how much light there is. So we walked through making a simple program. Um, our end goal was to open the flap if the light level was below a certain point and close it if it was above that. All right, so we quickly made a little program that constantly pulled the light level. If that level ever went below a threshold, we told a servo to move to a particular position, and that servo would move and expose the projector. All right, so in the end, was it a useful commercial product? Not so much. It's just a simple little robot that flapped back and forth uh, as we flicked the lights on. Um, but this was a useful tool, I think, to get my students interested in Arduino and to see just how this general purpose tool can affect you. Right. So it was only a few class periods later, something very weird happened. Very weird for a physics professor. Um, after we had um, discussed some particular aspect of Arduino, we let them work on their project on their own. Um, all of a sudden, a couple students screamed. It uh, rather startled me. Look over, a couple of students screaming. I quickly realized um, those were screams of joy. This is something that I did not expect. Normally I get uh, 
tears since I'm a physics professor. I genuinely had a couple students squeal in delight at discovering something. Alright, so they set up this basic little Arduino circuit, and the moment it worked successfully, they screamed. They high-fived each other. Right? This was not something I was used to as a physics professor. Um, that's just one of many examples I've seen where people kind of catch on to this, where the importance of having a general purpose microelectronic device really affect us, not just at the personal level, but at a societal level. All right, um, so I'll kind of get off the soapbox there for now. Hopefully I found that interesting, all right? Um, hopefully when you think of why would I even want to deal with an Arduino, well, it can improve your life. You can um, help yourself out around your house. You can likewise use it as a tool within your profession. Pretty straightforward for me as a physicist to use an Arduino to make some sort of physical measurement. Um, we can likewise use it to improve our everyday lives. Maybe we're tired of having uh, dust, sawdust all over our shop. Maybe what I want to do there is take an Arduino. It's a general purpose tool that can move a couple motors, turn on and off a little um, shop vac, and basically push around a little uh, shop vac, Roomba-style shop vac, for instance. Um, that's entirely possible. All you really need to do is uh, go for it. Right. As we continue talking about Arduinos, um, microcontrollers in general, hopefully I can uh, at least sustain your interest in this and connect it to uh, your personal and professional lives. Okay, um, so we'll finish up today with my um, DIY recommendation of the week, or spotlight, whatever I want to call it here. Uh, last, last week I mentioned y'all should check out Applied Science on YouTube, my favorite YouTubers out there. Uh, this week I want to point your attention at the Public Lab of Science. That is publiclab.org. This is a truly inspiring open source community, um, basically focusing on investigating environmental concerns. All right, so their whole um, purpose is to use essentially DIY tools and techniques to crowdsource environmental science. Right? Um, so they provide this platform where you can go out take some sort of environmental data, um, maybe use some of the open source tools they have, or come up with your own open source projects there. Um, so this is anything from uh, air quality monitoring to water quality monitoring. You name it, they have fun little projects where you can uh, make use of basically balloons, float a bunch of cameras on balloons, you can make little optical spectrometers out of your cell phone, you name it. This is a truly inspiring group of people. Um, they really take that DIY mentality and scientific mindset all together. In their case, they're focusing on the environmental sciences. Um, 
I personally would love to see this basic mentality continue to grow, not just in the environmental sciences, but the physical, the chemical sciences, you name it. Um, the more we see these kinds of activities, the more people we can get involved in science, the more good we can do, ultimately. Uh, so I'll leave it off there, and uh, hopefully we'll see y'all next week.